Yeah. Happy birthday to the Marine Corps. Happy Veterans Day to all of you out there listening to us who have served. Thank you very much for your service and doing everything that you've done for all of us. Enjoy your day. And if you're in and around Downey, cool day. why not? Why One not? to seven. Go hang out with the crew. Yeah, go hang out a little bit. Have a little bite to eat. Maybe a libation or two along the way. Maybe Emily will give you her drink ticket from last night. There's Nope, she's oh. holding on to that. <laughs> Hammer. My prize so. possession. Ain't no one getting that. Did That's you hit third place. Did you hit Al with your dilemma last night that you, that you no, mentioned No, I to haven't me? talked to him about this yet. So Okay, so... Um, the men's restroom was <laughs> not, not that <laughs> dilemma. Different, different dilemma. Uh, so this place um, has the same host, the same questioner uh, for trivia every week. Her okay. name's Christine. She is what lovely, up, um, and she is a little crazy. But we like the energy. It's really fun. She comes and talks to our, our group. She knows us because um, we're really fun. And so uh, she was not supposed to be here this week. So we had a new guy doing the questioning. He was not that good. And uh, we had the backup singer in. Yeah, it was. It, it <laughs> he took got too the long. understudy. <laughs> <laughs> he went. On, he went around the group, and he had a bad idea for one thing. Anyway, it's fine. He's trying. He's practicing. But Christine. Uh, came back early from her vacation, and she decided to come to the um, trivia night. And so we, she stopped by our table. And afterwards, it was like it ended late because the guy was not that good at time management. And so it ended around like 11 p.m. And so um, we, Christine comes to talk to my table, and like I wasn't really interested in like continuing this conversation. I kind of wanted to get on the road, and uh, but she kept on showing us pictures from her vacation, trying to keep us there. She was like, oh, you guys look like you're, like, don't want to talk to me anymore, and I and I wanted to be kind of like... Trust your instincts, Christine. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, oh, no. Damn. like, And they were all like this, and so like, then my friends like wouldn't like leave with me because I kept on being like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. They're like, oh, I'm going to like do these things trying to like get us to leave the situation. And she kept kind of like following us out a little bit more each time. And so we were like, yeah, all right, see you next week, Christine. But that's like 45 minutes past when yeah. I wanted to leave. So let me let me two parter here for you. It's like a Middle Eastern exit. (laughs) Okay. okay. Well, that may be part. That may be the second part. Mm -hmm. Number one, what do you think my advice to her was? And should have left. What was your advice? What would be what would be your advice? Um, my advice simple. Hey, Christy, this is awesome. These photos are great. I got to take off. I got work in the morning tomorrow, so I got to go, and then you're gone. Uh, that's how, but that's I wanted how, to leave with my friends. And my friends weren't leaving. What, I wanted to like walk with them. What, okay, what? walk with them, but you guys were in different cars. Uh, we I shared a car with my roommate. Yeah. Okay, so yep. what do you think my advice was? Um, I, I'm not sure, but I will tell you where I think I'm going with this one. I'm pulling. I'm giving the eye contact to the roommate. Like, hey, we got to go. You don't. You don't go. have any idea how I would handle that situation. We got to go. Exactly. Yeah. I, I gave her the same advice you did. Mine yeah, we got to like, go. Listen, I, I don't mean to be rude, mm-hmm. but I need to leave. Mm-hmm. Good night. Yeah, and leave. But you can't. Yeah. But by the way, that's better. Yeah, want her to like us because she can give us points. She can give us drink tickets. I, I like, understand that, but this, so now it's a now it's an Emily decision. I, yeah. I you can either said you got to grease the wheel you to can the trivia. Grease the I wheel. know I question mean, number four. I got I got an insider. Get another drink ticket because if I said you, no, out. but here's here's the problem. The problem is like what you just said. Now Christine knows. Hey, I'm talking a lot here. They got to go. Yeah, but Christine had to ask you guys. Hey, am I talking too much? That's an awful feeling for Christine, and I'm sure that wasn't the best feeling for you guys. No, it wasn't an awful feeling for Christine, or she would have not asked the question. She would have realized that she'd lost the group's interest, and she would have. Let but it's leave. better off just telling Christine, Christine, we gotta go. Right, of course. It's and it's not even that. Why rude. are you showing me photos from last exactly. year? We're on a different vacation now. Why is that your fourth birthday? Why are we seeing the pictures of that? You're right. Look, it's awkward, but it's not rude. Like yeah. to tell to tell someone, hey, listen, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I gotta need, go. I need to leave. Yep. Good night. Yep. I'll see you next. Have week. you ever worked with Travis? He's gonna get angry. I gotta get home. <laughs> exactly. Taylor. Hey, I got this guy waiting for me. He's gonna be a pain in my ass. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Taylor, you have uh, worked as a trivia guy right before? Yeah, I used to host trivia um, here in in Wisconsin. But my advice, Emily, is to find a new bar. No, but I at. like this bar. There are it's hundreds competitive. of them around LA. <laughs> Christine sounds like a clinger. Uh, <laughs> this one's also right next to my friend's apartment building, which is why we do it. But, you should uh, give Christine yeah. Taylor's number. Okay. Also, <laughs> Taylor, would you have just walked away? How would you have handled it, Taylor? It's different because she's with her friends. You know, they all drove in the same car, right? Yeah, but the second she Half declares, "I need to leave," the, the thing breaks up. If there's an unequivocal, "I'm leaving," the whole thing dissipates, right? This is why I drive myself. I like to, you know, Irish exit when I can. That's the best okay. way. 
Also, another thing about this bar, too. We were there. It wasn't that busy, but something happened. Like, we went to order food, and they're like, I went uh, ordered a hamburger. And then my roommate ordered a hamburger, and then he was like, oh, wait, I think we're out of burgers. The person behind the bar. And I was like, how are you out of burgers? And this menu was not wide. It's like burgers and wings, and yeah. that's about it. It's a bar. And See, so I was you got to like, find a new spot. <laughs> and I was like, why is there a burger so- shortage only here? It was very interesting. And so We have one bun left. We have one pair <laughs> of buns left. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to play. <laughs> they had tater tots. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, you nearly got shot by a t-shirt cannon. Last I was night. fine. I was fine. Laker Clipper game. Um, I'm sitting next to Michael. Michael to the left of me is Michael. To the left of Michael is John. And you know, kind of minding our own business. This is, by the way, this is very Clipper esque, and it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just different. All right. Clippers have a lot of promotions going on, a lot of kind of gimmicks going on during the game. You compare that to a Laker game. Laker game. I feel like. I know exactly what's happening. The Laker girls, you know, and you got a quick little thing happening at halftime and it kind of everything just kind of moves along for the Clippers. There's I'm, I'm at a club. I'm at I don't know where I am. I'm at a circus like there's a lot of stuff going on. They're shooting the shirts, they're shooting the cannons, right? Michael finds a point. Um, there's a stage of the game. Michael's going to open up his bag of chips. Michael has kind of a, a certain uh, a certain uh, regiment that he does. Opens up his bag of chips, and he's just kind of eating a chip here and there. And then I put my head down, and the next thing I see is so, I just see chips everywhere. Like, chips are flying. And there's a shirt that gets shot that literally hits. You where, never see it coming. I never see it coming. I don't think Michael saw it coming. I think Michael <laughs> had his head down. John might be the only one well, that you, saw it coming. Did it startle you? Startled everybody. <laughs> it startled everybody. I was like, that's it. It's over. This is my last this night. This is how it starts. <laughs> my day ends. My life ends at a Lakers-Clippers game because a shirt being fired at us. But it just chips go absolutely <laughs> chips go absolutely everywhere, and then poor Michael loses, I think, 50% of his chips. What flavor chips were they? Um, I think they were just sea salt kettle chips. Those are terrific. No, that's the OG one. Those are, yeah, those really, are the OG really, really good. And they're salty. And they're, you know, and they're, they're the good crunchy. Con. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. really good. I would yeah. be I like I don't care if the t- I don't, I'm not Homer Simpson mm-hmm. demanding the t-shirt, but I would I would demand that Steve Ballmer replace my kettle chips. It's fair. It's fair. There's a couple on the ground. I was looking at them like might take one of these. People are still very upset about the Scott uh, Boris. People are oh, already yeah, over Carlos Correa. Yeah, Let's try Ontario and Ronnie. Ronnie, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Ronnie? Hey, how you guys doing? All right. Hey, so I'm still pissed, man. You know, I heard you guys talking about it, and it just got my blood boiling again, you know? Mm. Just thinking about this guy and bringing back all the faces of that 2017 roster, Ethier, Yasmin and Grandal, all these guys, Rich Hill, Brandon McCarthy, you start naming all these guys, right? Tell me how they feel, man. They're not in the league anymore. If they are, they're still pissed. I don't know, just thinking about this guy, Yasiel Puig, another one, you know, they're all with Kobe in the stands and him hitting it out. Like, come on, dude, you know? Well, that was... I'm sorry, that was the year after, but still, you know, it's just, yeah. it, it's not cool, and I still hate it, and it gets me fired up again, and no, man, I don't want this guy, even if it's the last guy on the planet, no thanks. See? Yeah, Ro- Ronnie, you bring up a really good point, and, and you can hear it in Ronnie's voice, Al, you can hear how angry he is, and, and, and what he said I think is perfect. The second I heard you bring it up, it made me angry all over again. Mm. That's Ronnie in Ontario, it's Travis Dodger fans, right? When I see Carlos Correa's face, when I saw every time Jose Altuve would come to bat in the World Series, like this guy right now, you know, you get that's me sitting in my home. That's Ronnie in his car listening to us talk about it. Imagine being Justin Turner. What does he feel? What does Clayton Kershaw feel when he sees that guy? What does Dave Roberts think when he sees Alex Bregman walk around like he's a two time world? Like, if if I feel the way I feel, yeah. how does somebody that actually oh, yeah. was ripped oh, yeah. off feel about that? Look, Boris is trying to do one thing, trying to get sure. as much money for his client as possible. Sure. He's trying to sweep it under the rug. And I didn't watch, you know, I, listen, Correa played for the Twins, so it's not like I'm watching every game. Taylor, how, how was Correa this season for the Twins? I'll tell you why I'm asking the question. How was he? How was he for the Twins this year? He's a solid player. I mean, the the Astros knocked out the Twins in the in the playoffs a couple years ago. So I was initially, I mean, 
I was reluctant to have him on the squad, but you know he produced, and I was I wish I wish he'd stay. Honestly, how, how did how did Twins fans by the time? No problem. Like you're 30, 40 games yeah, in, nobody's I, really thinking I only about saw it one anymore. Game this year, uh, in in San Diego, I went to see a Padres Twins game, and everybody there was super. I mean, there were a lot of Twins fans there that were super supportive of him. Okay, so no reason why I bring that up is there's nothing with the Twins, and there's no there's no Twins Astros history. There's nothing no, there, there's right? No so like, tissue. I, I think that for a lot of Dodger fans that are out there. It's not like the Dodgers are desperate. They're not. It's not like they have a lack of talent. They don't. It's not like they have a lack of bring, being able to bring in free agents. So I, I think it's just so much different than every other predicament. And it's a player that literally was part of a squad in Game 7 World Series. We keep saying that the Dodgers are one World Series short. That could have been the World Series that shut everybody up. I want to take this call because this is a really interesting point. And I want to hear this from somebody that's not me. Long Beach, Raul. Raul, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey. Um, well, I'm I'm in half and half, you know. But at the end of the day, it's the owner's decision. I mean, he's the one who's putting the money up. He's the one that's you know, if you want to play, you stay in the team. If not, hey, guess what? I'll buy somebody else. I mean, it's, I mean, we don't. We're so, Ro, let me jump in here. The connection's not great, and I, but I I think what he's getting at, Slee, is listen. I can hate it. Ronnie in Ontario can hate it. JC in Ventura can hate it. All these people say, hell no, right? Yeah. But if the team says, look, this is going to make us better, we're going to do it, they're going to do what they think is going to make the team better. My question is, I wonder if in this very specific case, if that's true, that if Dodger fans are almost universally aligned in their loathing of a particular player, if management doesn't say, look, this is the best baseball move, our fans will hate this or will they like look they're gonna hate this for a week then he's gonna hit a big home run and then the all-star break's gonna come around he's gonna be on the team and by the time we get into the postseason people will be chanting his name do they do it that way it could happen right it's a scenario that could happen you kept saying remember when the draymond takes out jordan Poole, and you're like al a couple days this thing nobody's gonna be talking about it yeah now, whether it fractured anything into that locker but that room, didn't I don't upset know. The fans so much, right? The fans were not like, "Get Draymond, I hate his guts, I can't stand." Him. That was more like, "Whoa, this isn't." I think it's more of the story of people over time. People forgot about it, mm-hmm. but there's good owners typically do this. Good owners are not the ones that say, "Hey, the customers don't like the taste of the food, but screw them." I think it's a good dish. I'm going to keep putting that dish out every single night. No, usually a good owner says, I got to make sure I'm accommodating to what my customers want. If the Dodgers, if the fans are their customers, do they want to accommodate that? You're taking a risk. Let's put it that way, Trev. You are taking, taking a, a risk for sure, but the the meal has been good, but I'm thinking, look, they think they won't like this, but they will. They haven't tasted it yet. I know that they tasted it over there, but with this group, and it's going to be a little bit different. Let's bring... I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can do it unless you get buy-in from your players. I don't think if you can do it, you at least minimal buy-in from the fan base. But it seems to move down the field a little bit every time we bring it up. It goes from zero to five to eight, and this one felt a little bit different. It's mostly negative, but not exclusively. NFL picks against the spread. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's going to let that play a little bit for you, Al. The best. I know, I know that you love this. See, when you get the request for the wedding, when I put in Take Me Out to the Ball Game, you should request this. It doesn't <laughs> even have any lyrics. You just have an instrumental. <laughs> you know, I thought about it yesterday randomly, the Take Me Out to the Ball Game. I'm like, yeah. I just wonder what the what the bride's like 
I wanted to know what was going through her mind when that was suggested. You know what she was? She's somebody that hates a good time. That's what she was. And by the way, I, I was right about that whole situation. Just throw, just throwing it out there. My Did buddy you have calls, an over-under in but, that? Yeah, I, I, it went over, but I ultimately was right. Um, but it ain't happening. I'm like, what do you mean it's not happening? Let's make it about me. All right, here are the numbers. Um, I am in the lead, 55 points. Alan Sliwa is in second place, 45 points. Emily right on his heels with 44. And Taylor Smith, well, yeah, he's got 35. So I think that's about what he thought. Remember, Taylor, two 10-0 weeks, 10-point weeks. And Trav going oh, getting zero points two straight weeks. Tied. He's tied. It's, tied it's, it's locked up. All right, let's do this. Let's start like we always do with the Rams. Taylor, you're batting leadoff here. Um, the Rams are at home. They are one-and-a-half-point favorites over the Arizona Cardinals. What do you got? Got the Rams bouncing back, and I'm going to put them at my two. All right, Taylor's got the Rams at two. Emily, you are next. So I think I have um, – I think that it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to – I mean, this is a close line. I could see it be- – Honestly, being a one-point game uh, or the Cardinals winning. Uh, I'm not really confident about their QB situation, so I'm going to go Cardinals at my one. Arizona at one. I am up next. I agree with everything she said. I'm just going to go the other way because I just don't want to pick against my team. I'm going to take the the Rams at one. By the way, I honestly think whoever gets to 17 wins this game. I think Mm -hmm. that's where we are at this point of the season. First one to 17 wins this game. What do you got, Al? Cardinals have hurt me in a lot of picks uh, through the season. They've also hurt me in my fantasy. And because <laughs> of all Kyler? that, I have Kyler Murray. Okay. Yeah. And because of all that, I'm for no reason going to pick the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> with a two. All right. Throw a two there. I've got a little, we've got a little different spots. we got different teams. This yeah. is a good way to start this. Uh, Sunday night football, the Los Angeles Chargers. I got it right for the yeah. first time in a while. Yeah. The Chargers are on the road. They're in San Francisco to take on the 49ers. The 49ers are a seven-point favorite, a touchdown favorite. Emily, you're first. All right, so I have a piece of quote-unquote trivia for you guys. Who was the— Is this the... courtesy of Christine? No, this is courtesy of uh, Sig-, Sig Sports. Okay. Uh, so who were the uh, co- the quarterbacks the last time that the 49ers beat the Chargers? It was two I, decades ago. I, I, I know the answer to this. Steve yes. Young and Stan Humphreys. It was nope. Ah. Jeff Garcia, Ryan Leaf. Oh, my. Wow. So... I thought it was the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah, but I am taking my Chargers at the, uh, not my Chargers. Your Chargers. <laughs> I'm taking the Chargers at yeah, my is. three, um, just because I think that they will um, play play a close game. They're gonna it's gonna be a field goal game, and I also do think that they're gonna win outright. But Chargers at three. All right, Emily gets the Chargers at three. I'm gonna take the 49ers, and I'm gonna put them at number two for me because the 49ers are human against everybody but the Rams, but the Chargers are the Chargers, so we'll do it that way. Um, Sliwa. Big game for the Niners. Uh, Chargers coming off a good win. I I just think the 49ers are a better football team, period. Uh, I'll go Niners. This is my most confident pick of them all. I'll go four on this Niners one. at four for Al. He's Maybe because it's big. against the Chargers. Maybe <laughs> not. Might have something Maybe to do not. with it. Taylor, what do you got? I'm going to do Niners at my three. Niners at three. Oh, okay. So, Emily, you got a chance here. You Ayo. got a chance here. Let's see here. I, I messed this up. If, if it sounds like I'm trying to figure this out, I'm scribbling things out. I'm filling it out. I got it, though. I may need to double check and this. And I could always go back to the podcast and – claim that something was not right my, my record keeping is actually quite good but this wouldn't maybe the uh the test in the thing um all right i'm going first here let's go colorado usc sc's at home at the coliseum 34 point favorite um let me ask you this al have you watched colorado play at all this year i'm trying to think did they play state early on no i have not seen them okay play. so i watched almost the entire game last week when they played the oregon ducks mm-hmm they might be the worst college football team mm. I've ever laid eyes on in my entire life. They wow. are dreadful. Wow. If Oregon wanted to have scored 80, they could have scored 80. It was that bad. I'm going to go SC all the way at the top because 34 seems like a, 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 not a tall task. That's how bad oh Colorado gosh. is. Um, Alan. All right, so let's see. I've done my three and my two. No, I've done my four and my two. Let's yeah. uh, Look, sometimes you got to roll the dice in life. And I've done that, and I keep losing on those. So I'm going to go three Colorado in this one. I just love what they've been doing. Go just love what they've been doing lately. Buffs, says Sliwa. Uh, Taylor. 
Okay, I had it written down before you said any of that, Trav, for no apparent reason, but USC is my four as well. Uh-oh, now I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like that could really come back and get me. Emily. Okay, so we've been watching the same teams this whole time. USC gives up a lot of points, they do. even on terrible teams. Yep. They could give up more enough that they are within this huge spread. I'm going to go Colorado at my four because I'm going to live or die by that. That It's 34 points. I get it. All I'm saying is there are bad teams. Arizona's a bad team. Arizona State's a bad right. team. These are all true. Could be 48 to three. I'm and it telling be a you shock. what I saw in Colorado yeah. with the in Colorado mm. was shockingly terrible. So we will I, see. I see what you see, Emily. I got a lot of confidence in Colorado. <laughs> so Carl Durrell got fired after like three games of the season. That's how they're like. Oh hell no. Get him out of here. That's how bad that one was going. Arizona, speaking of Arizona, yeah. against UCLA at the Rose Bowl, UCLA is a 20-point favorite. Um, Al, you're first. Got one left. I'm throwing it on Arizona. Arizona at the one. Yeah. So U of A for them. Uh, Taylor, you're up next. All I have left, two is my one. So I'm going to um, excuse me, put Arizona at my one. Arizona at your one. Um, I, Taylor, uh, Emily, you're up next. So I think that it's, I mean, I'm having UCLA. I think that they're going to try to get into that top 10, prove uh, Mr. Bergman right that uh, you know that they deserve it. So I think that they're going to have a, a big win. UCLA at my two. UCLA at the two. So we got two Arizonas, a UCLA. I got it at two. Hmm. I'm going to take the Bruins. Not because I don't like the 20 number is bad, but... You're either up by 60 by the end of this yeah. week or I'm within this, like five. You, 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 we got a long way to go. And like you've said many, many times, that the regular season, I, I could be the Dodgers. I could run away with it and then face plant on wild Basically the March Madness tournament. Everybody makes it. <laughs> exactly. Everybody makes it. Everybody makes it. There are no cuts. Uh, we still have some of our Carlos Correa hell no callers that mm-hmm. I want to get to. And plus, is Cody Bellinger coming back? If you listen to what Andrew Friedman had to say, that may be the case. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, ESPN LA and Subaru have teamed up to recognize and award a student scholar-athlete $2,500 in cash for all you high school coaches and parents. Nominate your child or student who have excelled in the classroom and on the field. He or she needs to be a high school senior who has a 3.2 GPA or higher and playing a sport. All you got to do is go to ESPNLA.com. That's ESPNLA.com to make your nomination today. Love, it's what makes Subaru Subaru. Send it in, man. I, I'm so excited for that. That because I, a lot of people are going to qualify for that, and I'm excited to see who gets it. It's just a, it's a terrific promotion. Listening to um, Chris talk about what's coming up at Bastards Cantina in Downey in about a half an hour from right now, um, it reminds me how much, how enjoyable it is. A little darty, a little day party. Those are. It, it's fun to go out at night. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it, it's fun to go have dinner or some drinks, or everything else. But that hey, I'm let's with you. go have a really good time in the middle of the day. That's hard to beat. Especially on a Thursday. Yeah. Thursday sure. is like the right day, you know? Tuesday, I don't think it's good. It, it holds the same weight. A Thursday, you're like, yeah, right there. Friday's coming up tomorrow. You're good to go. So my, my father-in-law, RIP, said to me, this, I was probably 19 or 20 at the time. Mm-hmm. And he says to me, he says, hey, Trav, what's the, what's, what's the best day of the week? And I said, I don't know. Friday, I guess. I think Friday's maybe. He goes, no, no. It's Thursday. And I'm like, why, why is it Thursday? And he goes, because you can get through anything for one day. 
I'm like, He's that right. is genius. Like you can go at it on a Thursday and you, you know, you can get through one day. It's Friday. You just got a Friday night. Now you got three nights. You know how they have like uh, Notre Dame, Michigan, some of these football programs when they're going through the tunnel. And Play like a champion. They today. all hit on the top. I could see you having that like outside your garage as you're going in. <laughs> yeah, Just hitting that. Bill Harmon, you can get through anything for one day. Why not? Absolutely. Seth in Culver City. Seth, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Seth? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, yeah, just to circle back on the Carlos Correa conversation for a minute. Um, I'm a big believer in chemistry when it comes to clubhouse, locker room, and team sports. I think it really does matter. Um, and I kind of wonder why the Dodgers ownership would even consider bringing that in. I understand, you know, he's a productive player, but why would you take that risk on a team that's already so good? Yeah, they sucked in the playoffs this year, but you know they're going to be right back next year, probably in the playoffs again. And if I'm Clayton Kershaw or Justin Turner or one of the guys that was in on that team in 2017 – I might say to the media, oh, yeah, it's all good. It's water under the bridge. But am I going to be able to look at that dude and say, hey, man, we're happy to have you? I don't think so. This guy's potentially stole a championship from any Dodger fan, including those dudes that were in the clubhouse. So, yeah, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on you know, chemistry and, and all that. So Thanks. the happy to have him? Probably never. Tolerate is a different question. I, I'm never going to be happy to have you, but can I tolerate? So – what Seth was saying that they would never that that because the fans don't want it because there would be bad chemistry issues and and, and all these things that seems to be the prevailing opinion on the phone. Now I just want to read you a couple of these off of Twitter mm-hmm. real quick because the Twitter response is really different than what we're hearing on the phones. This is from Christopher. Isn't all that fans want as an owner will do anything to win? I get that we think we're important, but we really aren't. I don't think Dodger fans would ever be excited for Correa, but it would signal to us that ownership will stop at nothing to win. Michael goes on to say, why would Dodger franchise listen to their fans? It's like when the Lakers were thinking about signing LBJ and everybody said they don't want him. They still did it anyway. Okay, there's another example. There's another, They sell them crappy Dodger dogs now, and now you think that they're going to care what people think? There's just this opposite thing of they're going to do what they think is in the best interest of their team what seth was saying about chemistry and they're so good as they are right now that yes they haven't won but why would you mess up what you have because messing up what you have may be what you need to do that they've been really good for a long time maybe a little friction maybe a little heat maybe a little bit of you know discomfort for lack of a better word is what they need because they've been doing it like this for a while and he's right. They've been really good. But maybe the chemistry would – not saying it would be better, but maybe different chemistry is exactly what this team needs. So a couple things. I'm trying to wrap my head around this one. The whole why would Dodger fans care or why would ownership care about what Dodger fans uh, – what they want. I don't know if – and I get it's very emotional for a lot of people there. I don't know if a hot dog is the perfect example for it. I get there were a lot of Dodger fans, still are today, because when we bring it up and I say, hey, it tastes like a hot dog, it's a small example of something of like, no, 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 listen to your people. Yeah. However. Which they did not. They did not. However, um, as somebody who can speak for a different Major League Baseball team, the Dodgers are not like every other baseball team. And the ownership of the Dodgers, since Frank McCourt was forced basically to sell the team this is as good as ownership as it gets. You can be pissed at them. You could be upset at them. You could be upset at specific decisions that they make. Well, they obviously care about the fans because they're trying to win. Mm-hmm. They could easily sell the amount of tickets that they sell, not have as high as a payroll. They can be much more profitable based off of, guys, I mean, listen, they're going to come anyways. It doesn't really matter. There's a way to do it to where the Dodgers can still just rake it in dollars-wise. They're competitive every year. They're they're they got a chance to win a World Series every single year. I do think they care about what Dodger fans think. Can you point out one or two things? And like I, I use the hot dog as an example. Okay, if you that's a small example of something that you could say. Well, people keep telling you, guys, they don't like that Dodger dog. Can you just go back to the other one? Okay, they obviously haven't done it, but at least the product on the damn field every single year they care. I I, I think the Dodger dog is. I'm mean, with you. It's not a perfect example, but I think it's a it's an example of it's, it's a weird it's, example. But it, it is. But it's also one of those. Hey, listen, you're going to get used to this. We're still selling them. It's not like that. We have a, a stack of eight trillion Dodger. You got dogs Alan's dumbass that buys one every time. I, I hate them. I buy them. 
<laughs> okay, so the, the the point is is that people will get used to it. People think they hate it, but what the thing they think they hate, they're going to get used to it, especially if you just kind of get used to it. And, and I keep coming to this. I don't want him to come. I don't ever want that man to have any success ever. It, it kills me that Bregman and El Tuve got one this year. But I do think I would be incredibly disingenuous if I didn't be honest about this. I think if he showed up and he helped them win, people would get over it real, real, real fast. This idea, I'll never – yeah, you will. There, there, I'm sure there's one or two of you out there that will like, turn off your TV and burn your hat in your fireplace. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a couple of you guys that are out there. Most people are like, man, I love the Dodgers. I don't like this guy, but you know what? Man, he's pretty good. We're winning. The, the chemistry isn't terrible. We got a little that they'll come around, and that could be what management is thinking. They'll hate the the signing of the day of it have it happening. Could be this is the worst day in Dodger history. I can't believe they did this to my team. Let's fast forward six months and see how people feel about it. I think that if they ever decided to do that, that's what they're banking on. The initial reaction would be terribly negative, but if the results are positive and they make a move and the players on the team are okay with it. I think Dodger fans would get on board gut, relatively quickly. Gut feeling, just gut feeling. No, no. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I don't so, think there's ever been a moment where I thought it could happen. Well, um, Andrew Friedman said something the other day, which we was talking about shortstops specifically, yep. and he said, "Look, we're, we're still in, in negotiations with with Trey Turner. We're in negotiations with all other free agent shortstops, and and this is the part that made me go, oh." And if Gavin Lux is our shortstop next year, we're more than comfortable going into the season with Gavin Lux as our guy. That last part of that was the Gavin Lux is going to be your shortstop next year. Mm. Because otherwise, you say, look, the, the, how they answer these questions, they're telling you what's going to happen. Right, they're 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 not saying, or no. they're at least setting you up that 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 right. could be right. That could be the end result. And and are the Dodgers a terrible team with Gavin Lux as shortstop? No, he dude knows how to hit. Is he a good shortstop? Not particularly. But can he survive? Yeah, probably. And and instead of winning 111, they'll win, what, 98? And not just because of that, but they're going to be I really know what you good. Mean. Yeah, I know what the, you this, mean. That, that was the first time I heard something like that that made me think, oh, he may be coming back, which brings me to this. Andrew Friedman on whether or not Cody Bellinger will be offered a contract coming into his final year of arbitration. You know, having backstage kind of pass to watching him, I still very much believe in the true talent, the ability, and have watched how hard he has worked and how much he cares. Last year was disappointing. He'd be the first to say that, and that there's a lot more in there. And so now it's incumbent upon him, us, everyone, to figure out how to do that. From a talent and work ethic standpoint, there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to. I have no idea whether he's coming or going now. I thought for a long time he's going to stay because, you know, why not? And then he was so bad again. You're like, okay, we can't just keep doing this. Yeah. They did bench him in the postseason. But here in Andrew Freeland, look, dude's working hard. There's still a ton of talent in there. Maybe there's a little bit of poker, but I don't know anymore. I hope there's poker. I really do. I really, really do. And I, I say that I say that a lot for, for both. I, I say that for Cody Bellinger as well. Don't you want to be somewhere else? Don't you want to kind of just get a fresh start, get out of this, um, get out of the spotlight here in LA with the Dodgers? You've done it for so long. This is it's not this isn't a perfect example. Don't you want to see Russ somewhere else? Like, don't you less than I did two weeks ago? But which, by the way, is is <laughs> honestly which is which is fair. Yeah. Only thing is they just keep losing. There isn't a there isn't. But I, I know what you're saying. Two yeah. weeks ago, you'd want to see it more. The Bellinger part for me is, first off, if you benched him during the postseason, during your most important games, then doesn't that kind of just set the message of when it, when the money is on the line, we are not counting on you. Well, why the hell do you have him anyways, especially for a Dodger team that's only about when the money's on the line? he'd be relatively expensive. He could go for like 19 or 20 million bucks this year. And on top of that, it just seems like the perfect divorce Bellinger, go go end up with a different organization where it's so much quieter. You're with the Twins, or you're with a just go anywhere else and see if you can come back to being a decent baseball player again. I don't think that's going to happen with the Dodgers. I, I, I think that's the question, right? Because and look, I'm not a scout. What do I know? But I've watched a lot of baseball, and 
when you see a guy who goes up with a different approach, a different stance, a different spot in the box, you're holding your hands in, I'm standing up really straight, I'm bending my knees, I'm, I'm open, I'm closed. It, it's a dude that it's so lost, Al. Like, you watch Mike Trout get in the batter's box today versus five. I, there's no difference. He, I mean, he's a little thicker, yeah. but the way he swings the bat is the same. And it's not a great example because he's Mike Trout, but Cody Bellinger isn't just struggling and that MVP. He doesn't look anything like that guy that won the MVP a few years ago. He's lost in the woods, and he mm. doesn't know his way out. And this idea that, well, he's going to work his way through it with, with which swing? There's ten different swings that he brings to the ball. Doesn't it? Doesn't it sometimes just feel like? I feel like he's the perfect example of somebody that just needs a new location, new new managers, new this, new that, just completely different than what he's been in front of for the last few years. Did you ever see uh, Men in Black? Yeah. Okay, you know that little thing they shine yep. and you're like, yeah, they need to hit him with yeah, one, of those. one of those. <laughs> they need, hey, dude, real hold to, boop. And now, and now just go you're play. with the Royals, right? But not even that. Just, just if there was a way to erase his brain, and he can't do it here. To your point, but I don't think he can. Hey, I was the MVP like not that long ago. Now I hit 200. Do, How do, do you forget that? Do you agree that it's just it's it's time for a divorce? Like, don't you agree that it would be better for both sides? Bellinger, every time he comes up. How many times does Bellinger's name come up over the last year? And you're like, this is who he's been for two years now, and something changing. I just don't see it changing. Here, here's why. At least I'm with not, the Dodgers. I, here's why it's not 100% yes. I'm like a 90% yes. Because the Dodgers score plenty of runs. The Dodgers score a lot True. of runs. They're not a team that's like, hey, we got to find some offense. She <laughs> didn't even use them in the postseason. I, like I said, I'm 90% mm-hmm. of the way there with you. But if you're thinking, listen. We can have the best center fielder in baseball, and I get it. He, but he is going to hit his twenty home runs. He's going to he can run. He seems to be a pretty good teammate. It's a guy that people like to have in the building. Listen to Andrew Friedman. We don't have to have him hit two eighty five with sure, forty sure. home runs sure. again. Yep. If he can just be mediocre, this is a valuable player. That that, that has to be part of the calculus that they're trying. If, to figure if out. I'm if I'm Bellinger, do I want to come back to That's the same the best thing? Question of all. That's mm-hmm. the best question of all. The Dump, coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Slee, where do you come out on the, I got to be careful how I phrase this, the mind's bigger than yours whole contest. (laughs) You know what I mean? That we have the bigger football stadium. Our, we have the biggest building in the world. All of these things. Does, does that interest you at all? No. Me neither. Yeah, I, no. I've never understood this. Yeah, well, we our, our flag is six inches taller than your flag. You know, that all of these things. This is one of my favorite ones in quite some time. Okay. The Texas Longhorn Marching Band has a long-running rivalry with the Purdue Marching Band okay. over who has the bigger drum. Okay. They've been battling over world's biggest drums since the early 50s um, with the introduction of Big Bertha II, a bass drum measuring 114 feet by 55 feet. The Texas Longhorns officially lay claim to the largest drum the world has ever known. Quote, it has the ability to break windows. Wow. Everybody's going to be feeling like there's an earthquake in there. It'll rumble. Your Ast- response. Astros need that. <laughs> that is very... <laughs> that is very... Um, okay, I'm going to use the same word that I used earlier in the show. Okay. The gimmicky stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people say, all right, hey, it's the largest pizza on this. Okay, well, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. The pizza's not good. You're only selling because it's the largest one. It's the... The 96er, you know, like the, the 96 the, the great outdoors. Right? There's nothing but fat and gristle on that plate. It is I, – I don't care for it. I don't pay attention to it. I don't care the the, the quantity 
over the quality of it. I get why mean? they do it. The quality, it'll break it'll break windows. I what get why they do it. For? No, thank you. Damn, that's that I had no idea if, of all the stuff in the dump that we've ever done. That's that's an in, very interesting. That one. the University of Texas is in this is the least surprising part. When I lived in Houston, um I, you, you know, Houston is in, not in Austin. It's not in College Station. It's kind of a, a mix of the two play, of the two alumni, right? And the A and M alumni could not tell you. And again, I'm, I'm a Californian. What do I care about this rivalry, yep. right? I'm completely disinterested. Hey, you know that when Texas put the flag on top of their building, that we we went out the next day and went up another foot. I'm like, yeah, then you're an idiot. Like you're 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 telling me that you're preoccupied with the dumbest stuff in the world. I'm with you, <laughs> right? It's like I'm with you. Well, we got a bigger drum than Purdue. Why do I care? <laughs> like, why? Why is that? that is I don't understand why this is response of oh, get cool. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. is the perfect response. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand, Taylor. How big? You're the musician in the group. How loud of a sound would a 114 foot by 55 foot drum make? I don't know. I think it could break this window. Is is the size of the drum determine how loud it is? I get, I'm not a drummer. I don't know about that stuff, but you I should build a bigger it. one. Yeah, get, a bigger one. Get in I'm your garage and start. I'm all over it. Yeah, well, Slee has got a drum that's 115 feet by 60. So now what, Purdue? You should start knocking that out. I guess it's out. no different than the skyscrapers, and it's no different than roller coasters. Hey, we got the, the biggest fastest. one. Uh, yours goes 90. Mine goes 92 and a half. What did I see? So? I saw something. Like, I get it from, like, a marketing perspective. That's the only That's the only way. Hey, we have the biggest one. Well, now, now it's not because now they have the biggest one. I get it from I that. I was choosing between Purdue and UT, <laughs> right. and now they have the biggest drum. I'm going to go to UT. By the way, both pretty good schools. You know, engineering school in Purdue. UT is one of the great institutions yeah. in the country. But I'd rather have a gong, a big gong. Gongs are pretty rad. I'm yeah. not going to lie. That would be a pretty good deal. Speaking of rivalries, Debo Samuel says the Rams, well, they're not ours. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a, a rivalry. Um, I would say like Seattle is more so of our rivalry with the with the back and forth and how many times they've beat us and we've, you know what I'm saying, we've got a couple here and there and they play really good right now. So um, we know what's that task when we get to that point. Yeah, it's a rivalry. Yeah, the Rams and the Niners are rivals. By the way, it, don't get me wrong. I mean, the the Niners, I'm a big believer in this. Until you face each other in the postseason, you don't really have a rivalry, okay? If I if I was sitting next to Debo right now and I say, Debo, how many have they won regular season eight games in a row in the regular season? Say, right. I said, Debo, do you want eight in a row in the regular season versus the Rams or do you want the one that the Rams had that took them to the Super Bowl and then they ended up winning a Super Bowl? I'd be very surprised if he didn't say, I'll take the one. <laughs> well, okay? you do remember our interview with <laughs> I him, do don't remember. You? <laughs> I, I'd don't, be surprised. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> I'd be surprised if he doesn't say the one. <laughs> well, that one that one game in a postseason, is that's a big part of what makes a rivalry, is when you play in the playoffs, it's a freaking rivalry. What do you want me to tell well, you? I was just going to say that, that this, yes, you are, no, you aren't. We all know which ones are and which ones aren't. We know. You don't have to. You can't. The Seattle Seahawks and and San Francisco, it's not a rivalry. There's nobody in Chicago that's turning. Oh, classic matchup. I live in Los Angeles. I know that the Bears and the Packers have a rivalry. That's a rivalry that's been around for a million years. The Yankees and the Red Sox is a rivalry, even though the Red Sox couldn't beat them for 100 years. Mm -hmm. It, It has nothing to do with, well, the most recent data in my mind says one thing. Stop, Debo. Here's another Well, don't get me wrong. I will be watching... Oh, we finally got a good one. Thursday, December 15th, Seahawks Frisco, prime, Thursday. The Rams and the Raiders are later. I think that's the 8th. I think it's the week before that. That's an exciting game. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> December 15th. <laughs> what do you mean? That could be a two-win team, two team against a three-win team. How about we took the Raiders out of our uh, out of our picks? They've won two games. They don't deserve to be in there. They've won and two UCLA games. And UCLA is a good team. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they've won more yeah. than two games. Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's not bad. Jeff, I, I'm curious what you think about this. Okay. Here's Jeff Saturday, uh, his first press conference as the interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. 
I know I can lead men. I know I know the game of football and I'm passionate about it. I have no fear about are you as qualified as somebody else, bro. I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to the playoffs 12 times. I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that I play with. You don't think I've seen greatness? You don't think I've seen how people prepare, how they coach, how they GM, how they work? I mean, one Super Bowl's been to two. Like, here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this. And after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I am no good. I may be really good at it. I got no idea. But I dang sure ain't going to back down. I can tell you that. What do you think? Uh, I like it. I do too. I'm going to tell you something, and I said this when he first got hired, that there's enough mistakes made in who gets a head coaching gig. There's enough mistakes made from ownerships of how they put together a roster. There's enough mistakes made of a GM that's handed the keys, and then not too long after, he's taken the keys away. There's enough mistakes made in every sport, every company, every corporation. See what he could do. I love the, hey, look, I may be terrible at this, but I know I'm going to bring some energy to the party. I, I dig it because he might be terrible at yeah, it. What did he, he say wrong? I, I don't think he said anything wrong. No, there. I liked it. Yeah. I, it got me a little bit fired up along the way, much like Super Crosstalk gets me fired up every day. Mace, are you there? Andy Kamenetsky, are you at yes, Bastard's yeah. Cantina in Downey? And how does it look? We are. This Looks is a fantastic. canteen. It's not no cantina. And this ain't Star Wars, Travis. Can- canteen. My bad. Bastard's canteen. <laughs> I thought I heard the Star Wars band. My bad. My bad. What's up, guys? What's How going is it on? out there? Uh, well, we're just cranking it up, right? Just uh, We just had our little pre-show meeting and uh, put on my headphones. Uh, now, apparently... Uh, this is, I said to the uh, the afternoon guys, I said to Shidano and Cappy yesterday, come up with some sort of uh, business for us, uh, some, some sort of gag for today's show. And what they came up with is that there would be a twerk-off <laughs> this afternoon. Between whom? Andy Kamenetsky. Okay. No, 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 no. You stop it. (laughs) No. It is Steve Mason and Scott Kaplan. I'll tell you right now. What do I know from twerking? Until I end up on the payroll of this station, I ain't doing no twerking. And and AK, it wouldn't even be close. AK would run away with this when it comes to twerking. So, Mason, have you been working on your moves? Have I you... just found out when I got here. I had no idea anybody was going to be twerking today. I don't know from twerking. T- tell me if you guys agree with this. I, I just, for whatever reason, I feel like Cappy's going to be able to do it. I feel like he's going to be able to I, deliver. I mean, I'm sure he's been practicing. Yeah, he's, he's been training. He's I just find training. out about it today. He's got a day's head start on me. Kaplan's been waiting his whole life for this, for this. twerk. You should see, waiting to twerk. You should see if there's anybody at Bastard's Canteen that yep. can like give you a tutorial on how so, to not. Very good out. idea. YouTube I wonder it, if somebody can help me out here. Just YouTube I it. I did. I YouTube it. I'm like, what the? How am I? Go- Why? <laughs> I, I feel like there's people a certain- do. <laughs> go ahead, Mace. I'm sorry. No, I was, I was just uh, stuttering at the idea of uh, this video that I just watched. I'm I, like, I don't think I've got that. You know, Ireland always uses the club in the bag. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. Analogy. I definitely do not have this club. You feel in like you bag. got the backyard for this, Mace? I, I don't <laughs> think backyard. I got the backyard no i mean look at what i'm looking at so, i mean that's impressive so backyard but, acreage is important yes, <laughs> that, that goes important thing. but i yes. also feel like there's a certain amount of um flexibility and and um momentum that need to be put right. into this and i and you know with all due respect mace i'm not feeling it on your back. This is where your yoga training, though, Mace, could finally pay off. I saw her do kind of a downward-facing dog twerk that I might be pay- capable of. Downward something. Downward something, exactly right. Mace, I was on, uh, um, I just uh, searched on YouTube, just twerking. That's all I put in was twerking. Skip about eight, nine. Did that nine... girl in the pink jumpsuit come up? <laughs> yeah, skip about <laughs> the first eight or nine videos that I don't think um, you could probably watch there in public. However... Learn step-by-step beginner twerk from Kelsey Mobley, and there's part one here. I'm going to go ahead and send that to you. It looks like there's a lot okay, of – Okay, yeah, send me the yeah, link I'm gonna to send that. you this one. I'll send you this Because during tom- commercial breaks, I'll, I'll definitely figure it out. I'll definitely figure it out. So I- Ireland's not there. Slee was telling me that Michael had nearly got taken out by a T-shirt cannon last night. At, oh, is at, that right? At the Laker game. Yeah, I was hoping to get Ireland's version of events, but uh, Slee, well, you, you guys, happened? You guys know the Clipper experience is a little different than a Laker experience, Oh, correct? yeah. Yeah, okay. it's all gimmicky and stuff like that. A lot of yeah. stuff. A lot of stuff going on. 
Um, so they have their cannons where they're shooting out the T-shirts. I look. I don't does know. If Bomber, somebody, does Bomber use the cannons or? Yeah, Bomber. That's yeah. that's actually one of he does that in the third quarter. Third quarter is <laughs> Bomber's. <laughs> if Bomber caught a T-shirt, he'd get so excited. Yeah, yeah. he would right lose his mind. He's yeah. always he caught a T-shirt. Uh, Steve, always you took that away from a kid. Just give it to the kid. Um, yeah, exactly. It's my shirt. <laughs> I caught the shirt. We're sitting there, and I got my head down, so I'm not even paying attention. You know how Michael will open up a bag of chips at some point? He's gonna have he's gonna have some salted chips there. That's yeah, kind of part of his routine. Yeah, we along during the game. Yeah. Part of his routine. Out of nowhere, just one of those shirts fired off. I had my head down. I think Michael had his head down. There's just chips everywhere. There's just a bag of chips everywhere. Uh, Michael's looking. John is like, you just got hit by a shirt. We had one of the Clipper experiences where if you're not paying attention, you're going to hit with one of their gimmicky stuff like you mentioned, Mace. Right, right. Um, yeah, and uh, so I guess that was sort of the uh, the way things went last night. Uh, I mean, I don't know what we're doing here. What are we doing here? So uh, I, I, the the uh, I heard you guys talking about it a little bit earlier. Um, you know, it just doesn't. It doesn't feel. Like, I mean, you can't sugarcoat two and nine. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Nope. <laughs> they let's feel look, much closer to three and eight. Let's look at the bright side. <laughs> or, or one and ten. <laughs> yeah. They're, you can, yeah. You can look at. It, you can, they're lucky not yeah. to be one and ten. That's so positive. How do you take this? I mean, as the as the captain of the pregame show. So I was telling I, I was telling Trav, I'm like, there's certain times you know you could watch your team. You're watching. It's it's as frustrating as anything that I've watched because you feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel right now. I'm being honest. I think about it. Bron goes out with five minutes left in the game yesterday. He puts up 30 points. AD is going to put up numbers. And I don't mean to be, you know, I don't mean to. It's almost like they're empty stats that you don't feel the impact of these players. And unfortunately, why is that going to change tomorrow? Mace, if you go right now and go look at the standings, go look at the entire NBA. And yeah, what are we? Game out of game out of the worst. It's them and Houston. Depending have two on wins. how you want to look at it, they them, have the them and wins Houston in the have two wins. There, the standings are them, and you got the Pistons in there, and Orlando. All those teams at least are in a weird way have a game plan of where losing is good for them, so they could go try to get a pick. Lakers don't even have that, so nope. it's 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 incredibly frustrating. I think for a lot of Laker fans everywhere. And I don't know. And I play the Ireland role here. Hop onto a unicorn and (laughs) and ride into town, uh, right past the rainbow, and tell us all the the nice stuff. Okay, can can I give you whatever the op the bizarro? What's a bizarro unicorn? Like if a unicorn is fantasy and and the happy dreams, what's the opposite? Uh, Morales. Okay, so if I could be if I could be Chris for a second, if that if that's the opposite, you know, my uh, favorite is when somebody really likes their own joke. Mace is very happy with that well, one. That's, 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 he nailed it. That's a good one. I mean, I just I just got here, and you fire a shot at me before I can even get set up. Mace's face is red. I'm uh, so excited. I wanted to get this first shot fired because I know it's gonna be a long afternoon. That was noon. I mean, that, I didn't even get – I, Travis, I put my bag down, uh-huh. and the first shot fired at me. Oh, well, the look, you gotta, it was worth it. you got to go first. If you're going to win the fight, you need to punch first. Mace is crying. He's so excited about his performance. <laughs> look, it was pretty good. It, he, he should be pretty pleased that with That gets himself. me when somebody else loves their joke oh, as much as anybody else. Terrific. That one always gets me. <laughs> I don't know, Morales. So, well done, uh, Bizarro yes. animal there. Yes, Bizarro unicorn. Um, it – could be we could be on the precipice of it getting worse because LeBron's what? hurt, right? Oh they, yeah, because LeBron's hurt. Le, That's right. LeBron we don't know is the hurt. Level of seriousness here. Th- this is what happens when a, a, an athlete is at this stage in his life, twentieth season in the league, and all the miles that LeBron with all the things we know that this could be the 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 good part, right? Because if LeBron misses a ton of time, I know AD's around, but th- this actually could be the beginning of something that looks even worse. Well, this is how you know, by the way, that the Lakers were concerned because, you know, LeBron has had this recurrent groin injury. During his first season with the Lakers, he had that groin injury that cost him something like 20 to 30 games, basically cost him and the team that season. It was obvious that LeBron had aggravated his groin in some way. I mean, he was basically rearranging the drunk drawer, so to speak. (laughs) I mean, it was obvious what he was doing. And the Lakers – 
called this a like leg soreness yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Which, technically speaking, your groin is attached to the hip. To the leg bone, And yeah. the hip is part of the leg. So, technically, this is a leg injury. It's obvious, though, they did not want the immediate freak hmm. out of LeBron hurt his groin again because that's the only reason – you call what is an obvious groin thing. LeBron, LeBron called confirmed. it a groin injury. Yeah, right. he did. But th- that's yeah, the, the only post. reason you mm-hmm. list yeah. it as a leg thing. That's the only reason. But they know what the reaction's going to be. Taylor's exciting. Ta- ta- Taylor's pumped because the Kings have double the wins of the Lakers at this point. Oh, we're, we're trying to figure yes, out if that's tomorrow ever night before. is the showdown with a former Laker coach. That's Mike right. Brown. Mike Brown is there, and they, like you said, Al, they could cut the deficit right in half. They can they, with a win tomorrow night. They're right back in it. Not going to happen. Kings might put up a banner. They might put up a banner. <laughs> yeah, a banner for, for just a the win, beam. yeah. It is absolutely true that uh, that one year at Summer League, they did hang a Summer League championship banner. That's uh, not is good. Is it Vivek Ranadive? Ranadive, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do I have that right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Ranadive. Uh, they did. They hung a Summer League championship banner, which was uh, the proudest moment in franchise history. <laughs> did the you? Maloofs would never. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Mace, did you see uh, Scott Boris's comments about Carlos Correa? Uh, I heard you talk. Uh, repeat them. So I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have it here in front of me, right? But it was basically, look, people are ready to move forward. When they're not angry oh. about what happened in the past. And the Dodger <laughs> management is under a great deal of pressure to deliver a World Series. So, you know, basically never say never. And we threw it out like we do. And the response, it was interesting. The response on the phones was virtually unanimous in hell no. But, yeah, I'm I'm in the hell no camp. Okay, let, let me. Can I? What if it's blessed by the people that matter? What What if it's blessed by Clayton Kershaw, or Justin Turner, or whoever would be you know one of the most aggrieved members of that 2017 team? What if they okay. said something along the lines of, "Listen, I I don't think I can ever be best friends with this guy, but if he can help us win the World Series, we can't get over the hump. If he can help, I can live with it." Does it change your tune? No. Not at no, all. No, because I, I was I was there for every game in that series. I was there for all seven World Series games. And I'm telling you, it was, as a fan, I felt completely, completely ripped off by the experience, especially knowing what I know now. There is no way I would want somebody with that uh, moral compass on my team. And granted, they were all cheating, right? They were all in on the on the bit. Mm-hmm. At, at the same time, the I don't, bit. I don't, <laughs> right? It was a bit. It was a gag. We were just talking about it. Uh, Entertain yeah, the I, premise, I, be in on the bit. Exactly. But but I absolutely do not want Carlos Correa here. And I know John Heyman. Apparently, there was a report. Hey, the Dodgers might be. I, I'm telling you, give me give me Bogart. Well, obviously, the the biggest offseason priority. Should should be Trey Turner. I mean, he's, he's the if you take all the free agents on the board and say, okay, you can only pick one. Which one do you want? My answer is Trey Turner. Uh, every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I the idea of Aaron Judge is a really fun idea at Dodger Stadium, but I mean, let's get real. Uh, Trey Turner, you maintain that one, two, three in the lineup. Uh, he plays a good shortstop. Uh, he slides better than anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> True. Uh, that that would be that would be the guy that I would want he, more than anybody. Okay. And after that. Xander Bogarts, yes. and after that, Gavin Lux. Yes, I, I hear all of that. And, and you're right about everything you said about Turner Mace, but if you go and look at Turner and Correa, and they've been in the league virtually the same amount of time, and they play the same position, and Carlos Correa's numbers are better almost across the board. Wait a minute. What are you – you said tr- Correa and Turner? Yes. No, disagree. It's not my opinion. It's the numbers. Are, are you yeah, taking? Yeah, but he was like he was like twenty two homers and eighty RBIs. I, I, well, I was going to say, how large of a sample size? The, because I'm talking the last year, Correa had a higher WAR than Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Last that in their careers, he has a higher WAR than Trey Turner. I understand Trey. I would prefer Trey Turner a hundred times out of a hundred, but. To your point, the he if batted Turn- two ninety one with twenty two homers and sixty four RBIs. I, that is not superior to what Trey Turner did, according to uh, Baseball Reference WAR. It is and it, because those aren't the only things. But right? I, I, but I think Mace, what you're trying to say too is even let's say he had a little bit more success in him, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, right? It, like that, even if he yeah, had, it makes no, it makes no difference mm-hmm. if it was if it was he was a little bit better. It makes no difference because okay, if you change if line? you change Mace's mind because he had a couple more home <laughs> runs, you know that. I 
I don't think any no, Dodger but, fans but, going but to. The reason I brought it up is because Mace, you're right. The Turner is all those things you said, but I think because we hate his guts the way we do. That's the reason that Correa right. is like, no, no, not him. It's but when you just kind of look at the bait, he's pretty damn good. And and I I don't want it to happen, but if it did, I'm just trying to talk myself into a place where I could live with it. Well, let's wait. Let's cross that bridge when we come to it, man, because I, I don't want to be in that spot. I no. don't want to be in the spot where I've got to root for a guy that screwed us over in 2017. I don't want to be in that spot. Is there anything Correa could do for you guys in terms of no. contrition or, like, humiliation oh, exercises you guys could hum- put him through? <laughs> humiliation Like, what if he made him earn his way back onto this team? Like, he really put him through some stuff. Well, if he was contrite, it would be the first time. Oh, no, 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 no. What, no. If, what if he did? And now, actually, this now you're starting to change my mind. What if he did acknowledge all of this? What if he did well, that's say? The what would he have to point? say? Right. Like, what would he have to say? Like, how honest are any of these guys going to ever what be? What if he just poured his guts out? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, what if he just poured his guts out and said, you know what? And I felt bad while I was doing it, but I did it. I heard the track. Peer pressure. I knew it was a breaking ball. I, I knew it gave us a big advantage in that World Series, and I'm sorry, and I would never Altuve do it again. did it more. <laughs> Yeah, Altuve was way more cheatery than I was. That little guy, he's so persuasive. Once he starts talking. But, I mean, if if they even approached contrition, it would be a consideration. But there's no, there was never any contrition with the Astros. If that was going to happen, it would have happened. Yeah, put, put him through stuff though. Like, like treat. You want to throw like tomatoes at him, Andy? What do you yeah. want? Got to yeah. three Dodger dogs. Fraternity. <laughs> like he's got to go through like three months of hazing on this team. Thank yes, you, like sir. Man. Have yes, another Dodger dog in. before every yeah, game. He, he every time on his uh, when he goes up to bat, he's got like a little pledge pin on. Like you really, you <laughs> make him earn this. Is that a pledge pin on your <laughs> uniform, <laughs> Correa? Yes. Call him Flounder. flounder. <laughs> Why not? Well, You're on to something, Andy. Mason and Ireland live from Bastards Canteen in Downey. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Enjoy your show, guys. We'll see you tomorrow.